This is it. It's time for the Where Is It Now Geocaching Podcast, where you can escape the muggles in your life for almost, but not quite, 30 minutes. This podcast is sponsored by the Four State Geocaching Society and was recorded at Digital Planet Studios near Joplin, Missouri. Now let's welcome our host, Where Is It Now? Hey, good morning, everybody. It's that time again. It's time for the Where's It Now Geocaching Podcast. I know I say it every time, but how exciting. Guys, I can't wait to see you. I Now, this is Thursday for me, but you're listening on Saturday if this is the first day that uh, at least that it's released. And hopefully you're in MOGA and I'm in MOGA. So what I'm doing today, right before I go, because what's new, I have to get a podcast recorded, edited, uploaded, all the things before I leave. And I can't leave town till I do this. But my plan is, I just started thinking, I want to go early. I was originally going Friday morning, and I've decided I want to go on Thursday. I'm ready to go now. So I have so much work to do besides this. I've got to get my trailer, all the groceries and the, you know, the paper towels and the shower towels and all the things loaded into the camper. Then I got to get the camper hooked up to the truck, which I've never done this big one before. And I've got to get my new mirrors that strap onto my stock mirrors on there and all the things. And then I'm going to head out to Illinois. Now, I don't know if I'll go the whole way or if I'll get there the whole way tonight or if I'll just get closer like maybe St. Louis so I have a short drive tomorrow but our friend Ryan Simmel told me there are events tonight that really got me aching to be there okay hang on I'm taking a drink so are you guys watching yet or are you still listening audio only I want you to do you but I gotta tell you it's a lot of work to do these video casts so I hope more and more of you are starting to watch on Spotify. All right. So last week I put a song on finally, and it appears to work. I listened to the podcast. The podcast still existed. The song still existed. And I got messages from a couple of people. One was Amy with Geocache Adventures. The other podcast that you should absolutely be listening to, Amy's our friend from the St. Louis area. So we are the two, and if there's more, I apologize. We're the two geocaching podcasters from the state of Missouri, which at this point, we may be the most represented state in the union uh, talking about geocaching. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, it sounds important. Another drink. I hate that I'm having to announce when I take a drink because I realize so far about 70% of the people still aren't seeing me. They're listening to me. And those awkward pauses will be awkward if I don't tell you what I'm doing. Okay, so just a minute ago, I went out and I shot a video of the two campers. I know I've talked about them to the point of driving you guys crazy. But this time, if you're watching, you're going to be able to see the two campers, how small one is, how you can stand up in the second one, and you'll get to see why I might keep both. Now, I didn't say it in the video, 
But that little one, I'm telling you, if you want to cruise circles around a small cemetery or go down a muddy, bumpy dirt road, that little one is set up to be all-terrain. Okay, so I'll show you that video in a little bit. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Derek and Melissa, I keep telling you every week they're going to be <laughs> the next podcast. Well, guess what? They're not here again. I know. So it's my fault. We set the time up to record this last Tuesday. They both said they could do it. And I thought about it all day until that night I was laying in bed and I went, oh no, I forgot to do the podcast, the interview with them. We have now set up a, an official time and a meeting for next Tuesday, which means that, I mean, I hate to say it a fourth week in a row, but I believe next Saturday, it'll be Derek from New York and Melissa from Savage, Minnesota, and me from Joplin, Missouri, talking about geocaching. Uh, and who knows what we'll talk about. As far as I know, Derek has only been one time with Melissa and I down in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So I'm sure we'll talk about that. And then maybe we'll guilt Derek into going geocaching. Uh, I wish I lived where he lived. I'd go caching like crazy. Of course, no matter where I lived, I would go geocaching like crazy. Okay, in a moment though, drink. So I haven't told you guys this yet, and I've, it seems like I tell you guys everything, things you don't need to know and maybe don't care about, but I don't mind sharing with you. So I've been wanting to find a way to give back to the community or give back somehow. And I love kids and pets. So uh, I found a gig volunteering for Make-A-Wish. And so my new title is Make-A-Wish, no, let's see, Wish Granter for Make-A-Wish. And I did my days and months of training and I got approved to be a wish granter. And I should have worn my wish granter official shirt so you could see it. But I had my first wish kid and I'm not being mean. That's what they call them. They call them kids. But I had my first wish kid last week and she was so sweet. Five years old. Just so cute. She had leukemia and she was doing really good. But her wish was go to the beach with her family and her family has never been more than 60 miles from their home in Missouri. So that's a pretty good wish. I hope it comes true. I don't know yet. And then yesterday I had my second wish kid and we went and visited her and she wished for a playhouse. She lives in the country and she wished for a playhouse. So once again, we have to find out if we can make these wishes come true and I'll get back to you on that. But it's very satisfying. And I think one of the reasons I'm bringing it up on the podcast, you're looking for something to do, looking for a way to help people. Make-A-Wish is always looking for volunteers. No matter where you live, you can contact Make-A-Wish Foundation. And if you want to be a wish granter, I think it's so far pretty rewarding, right? Uh, the, the little girl we saw yesterday was seven. And she had cancer. I, I can't pronounce the type, but it affects, I don't think her kidneys, but some lymph glands right above the kidneys, whatever it was. I mean, it was a little more serious. She had lost her hair and had a port in her chest, and but still so sweet. And so I went and worked with her and found out what her wish was. 
And then I was coming back through Springfield, Missouri, and I finally got one more where I go. Man, I'm killing myself on these where I goes. So that's the good news. The sad news is it was one of Shoney One's where I goes. And of course, he passed last year. But I am trying really hard to get all the Shoney caches that I can and do maintenance on them so that they stay alive. Uh, but anyway, I got a where I go, which brings me to geocaching goals. That's another thing I've talked about too much. Hang on, let me get a drink. Geocaching goals. So if you remember at the beginning of the year, the you know, for the beginning of the year, I set new goals for geocaching because I find that when I set goals, oftentimes I make them happen. And I hit my county goals for the most part. I, I've exceeded that. I'm over 100%. And last week, I finally hit my multi-cash goals at 100%. So I'm done with those and I'm doing good on almost everything except for two things. The two things are that uh, I wanted to get 50 where I goes this year. Now, let me tell you how hard this is. I don't know where you live. I live in Joplin, Missouri, where I think there are three and one of them's mine and I've already done them. And then Springfield, Missouri is an hour away and it literally has more where I goes than any town I've seen. That's a town of 150,000 people that probably has over 50 where I goes in it, which is pretty amazing. The problem is I got a lot of those where I goes, where I goes before this year. So, I mean, what am I going to do? I've already gotten a lot of them, but that's where I can get some. But to give you a contrast, Wichita, Kansas, 450,000 people, none, zero where I goes that I've seen. So pretty crazy, huh? I guess I should do one there. Um, so they're a little bit hard to find. They're a little bit hard to find. And sometimes you need a little bit more time to do a where I go than a regular cash. So I'm, I'm not doing well. That's the point. I, I have to look, but I'm probably only got 11 of my 50. Not good. Not good at all. The other place I'm failing is with favorite points. I set a goal to get 100 favorite points on my caches. Now, the problem is you guys have known me long enough to know the majority of my hides are magnetic key holders on guardrails. I'm sort of infamous for it. I want to say famous because I like them, but I get a lot of flack for it. But you will thank me when there's a foot of snow on the ground and you can get my guardrails. So anyway, that's just me making excuses. But I don't have really but one cache that gets steadily gets favorites. It's just that everyone around here has found it. So every so often, like once a month, a new person comes through and half the time they'll leave the favorite point. So I'm slowly getting there. But I set a goal to get 100 this year. I think I've gotten seven. So I am so far off of that goal. And I knew from the beginning this year, the only way to make that happen was to hide better geocaches. Guys, I am so committed to hiding better geocaches. And by the way, Peace Frog, thank you. I haven't forgotten. She gave me a wonderful gift of a great geocache that you'll probably leave favorite points on. I haven't put it out yet. 
oh, what is wrong with me? I also went, <laughs> this is kind of the way I operate. I also went and bought a lot of shop equipment, like a brand new table saw, a brand new uh, miter saw, electric miter saw, a couple of really cool workbenches. I'm still going to add a drill press and, a, and some sanders and some other stuff. But the idea was I was going to start at least, at least building cool birdhouses with caches and at the most start building some gadget caches. Zero. I've built zero caches. I'm doing nothing. No wonder I'm failing. How are you guys doing? Are you, are, did you ever set goals? I know there's a handful of you that have because you shared them with me and thank you for doing that. Let me get a drink. How are you doing? If you haven't set goals, can I just suggest it's never too late? If you don't geocache much, and I know most people don't geocache like I do, but if you don't geocache much and you average 50 or 60 a year, why not set a goal of a little bit more than you average get to get have a better year? And I think even more important than the quantity is why don't you set a goal around different types of caches. Because if you're like most of us, you get mostly traditional caches and now people are getting mostly adventure lab caches. What about if you set a goal to get five or 10 multi-caches, five or 10 virtuals, you know, a couple of where I goes uh, on and on. If you set some goals to do that, you'll probably do it and you'll have so much more fun, so much more fun. Well, that's me checking in on the goals. I'll try to show those to you again in one of the next few episodes so you can kind of see a picture of my spreadsheet now that I can show you pictures and uh, you can kind of see what's going on with all that. Okay, I tell you what, why don't we take a break now and watch and listen to the video I made of the campers and I'll be right back. Okay, let's take a look at the two campers. By the way, this is my neighbor's uh, field and barn. I wish it was mine, but it's not. Okay, so let's zoom around. You can see the two campers side by side, the little guy, the original on the left, and the newer small guy, but bigger on the right. And I mean, obviously you can tell there's a difference both in pulling that behind you, what you can see, and of course, how much room is inside. So let's take a look at the little guy first. This is a Sunray Sport. It's a, uh, I love this. I love this thing, but it's really small. Now on the bottom left, you can see that storage. And that next opening is the outdoor shower, which I've never used. Here we have the propane tank, which thank goodness is full, and the battery pack. Now the battery pack can be charged by plugging it in or just by be by being plugged into the vehicle. So while you're driving, this thing is charging. And if you'll remember when I camped that night in Iowa in the snow and it was nine below, uh, this battery ran for 18 hours with the heater, the lights and the stereo going. And I'm told it'll go for several days. Uh, you can see the outside, there are a couple of speakers here. That little black rectangle is an outdoor receptacle so you can plug stuff in. And then we've got the door. Now this guy is small and there's no room to stand up in it. Let me turn a light on. There's no room to stand up in it, but it has two windows, one there, and then a, actually a really big window in the back. This couch lays down. So that window's even bigger behind that uh, couch cushion. 
And when you lay that down, it fills up almost the entire side. It's kind of like a queen size bed. There's the 32 inch TV, which is actually bigger than the TV in my bigger camper because of the, how much wall space I have here compared to there. And I'm flipping this around. I hope you can see that is the air conditioner and some more storage. So that's kind of all there is to see inside that. You cannot stand up inside that camper, which is not my only complaint, but I actually love it. This surprises everyone. Look at the back. There's my outdoor kitchen, <coughs> excuse me, microwave. There's a refrigerator that works with both propane or either propane or electric, a nice sink, a two burner stove. It's got a hot water tank back here and some storage for the coffee. That's what we need. And I don't think there's really anything else to tell you about that one. Uh, the big one is the same thing. Now, both of them have an adapter down at the bottom where you can connect an external uh, grill, propane grill, and all that runs off of the propane tank in the front. This one also has two speakers on the side, but it comes with an awning on the side and an awning on the back, which is really cool. It still has an outdoor shower and I'm not sure why. Hey, but why not, you know? has an outdoor shower and has massive amounts of storage underneath and inside. Let's go inside. Got your stairs going up. And this one you can stand up in. Now there's my really cool geocaching bedspread that I kind of like. And uh, that's, a, that's a nice big bed. Uh, this couch folds out into another bed and there is tons of storage all through this. This one does have an indoor kitchen so you've got an oven a three burner stove in case you know in case i ever need to cook three things at one time i doubt i ever cook even one thing at one time unless it's up here in the microwave it does have more storage there's the radio that's in both units and the sink and even more storage you can see the smaller tv that's a 24 inch that tilts around so you can see it in the couch or in the bed and then there is a better refrigerator here. It's a much bigger refrigerator and it has a freezer. Both of these also run off of uh, propane or electric and both units have a thermostat that keep it nice and warm or nice and cool. This one has a much bigger air conditioner than the other one, which may or may not be necessary. I don't know yet. And then this one does have a bathroom, so that's nice and it has a giant shower and i say giant because i'm a big guy and not only is it tall but it's actually big around and so i can stand up and move around in that shower really well um that might be oh yeah see the storage above the bed this is crazy so if you open it up it's certainly more storage but you can see there's actually a mattress in there and these doors lock so that someone can't fall through and the whole top lays down and forms another bed above my bed. So if I wanted to put a small person up there, although I think it says it holds a lot of weight and take the chance that they won't fall on me at night, I could, but I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna do that. But anyway, this camper is bigger uh, indoor kitchen, indoor bathroom, indoor shower, and uh, all the other goodies that come with it. 
and I am going to enjoy this much more. Now, I also have packed, I haven't got it all yet, I'm still packing for MOGA, but I've got a microphone and a microphone stand in there, a little folding table, so that theoretically, I can do the podcast from this camper. Okay, that's what they look like, and I've been talking about them so long, I wanted to show you. What did you think? Did you like them? Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm crazy to keep both of them? I don't know. I'm not saying I'll keep them forever, but right now I can see a need for both. I love that I can stand up in the new one and that it has an indoor kitchen and an indoor bathroom. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but when it was nine below zero and I had to open the kitchen and go out back and make coffee and I had to keep the water inside so it wouldn't freeze and go back there and make coffee and I drink a lot of coffee. And when I had to walk through the snow to the bathroom, um, that was that was tough. So knowing that this one is self-contained and that I could be in a snowstorm like that and be warm and have a full kitchen and TV, all the things, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be good. Uh, so hopefully you guys are here with me at MOGA. And if you're not, next week, or actually I don't think it'll be next week, maybe the week after and the week after that, I'll try to show some footage from MOGA. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. It's easier for me to say in advance what's going to happen and then it not happen. But my plan is, because Ryan's uh, kind of manning one of the races, my plan is, is to get at the ending line of the race and maybe get some video of people and then hopefully interview a few people, maybe the winners of the races and maybe the last place of the race. I don't want to be mean, but maybe there'll be good sports about it and just talk about what it was like. Maybe, I mean, I'm making stuff up, but maybe someone who's never been in a competition before who did it this year. That should be me. I've never been in one and I probably should. I think my problem is I know I'm going to lose no matter what I enter. And I really, really like to win. Really like to win. Anyway, I'm so excited. Now, I have one complaint, Moga. That is that when you go to the website and you look at the campground, the Lincoln State Park campground, and they talk about where the event, what campsites will be closest to the events or whatever. I mean, I took their word for it and I booked a space uh, for, for a couple of nights. And I think I mentioned this before on the on a previous podcast. There are two kind of campgrounds inside this campground state park. One is called Lakeside and one or Lakeview, and one is called Plainview. Well, when I first did this, I don't know what app I was on or where I was looking. I saw no lake, and it's like, what do I care? And Plainview is the one that was supposed to be closest to the events. And I contacted Woodenblock, and they were staying in Plainview. And so I booked my site in Plainview. Well, I've got a, a hotel for Friday and Saturday night, but not for Thursday night. And when I decided I was going to go early, I logged into that website to see if I could add one more day in advance to my campsite. Couldn't. All booked up. 199 spots, all gone. Okay, I get it. So too late. But here's my complaint. I'm looking at the website and guess what? 
Lakeview has a damn lake. Don't say damn. Sorry, guys. Uh, it has a lake. It's a huge lake. And all those RV and camper parkers, campers, have a view of the lake. They can see the lake. I could have had that. When I booked my uh, campsite, everything was available. I mean, there was a few spots gone, but you could have booked anything. I'm not, I haven't even gotten to the campsite yet. So I don't know if I'm going to be, I'm not going to be upset, but I guarantee you, I would rather have a view of the lake than a view of the trees. So that's my complaint. Uh, I don't know who I'm complaining to or what. I don't think anybody's done anything to me. All right. I'm filing a, a, a an official complaint with myself about it because I should have looked harder. Something named Lakeview should have clued me in to look deeper past where it was I was looking into if there was a lake or not. I blame myself. Well, I think I'm going to call it a day because I have got to get all this done and then I got to get packed up and I got to drive seven hours and it's already kind of in the afternoon. So I already should have been gone and I'm not, but I'm going to put another song on the end here. I hope you guys liked last week's song. I don't know what I'm going to play yet, but I'll pick something different. Last week's was off the unplugged CD. I'll put something with full band in there. Don't know which song yet. And uh, remember, you know what? We don't have sponsors so far. I don't guess we need them. But what would really help me is if you would add my music to your playlist, even if you click on play and leave the house and let it play, because I get paid like one millionth of a penny for every play. Now, I'm exaggerating on the small side, but I do get paid a little bit for those. And it also makes me feel good when they're getting a lot of airplay. So I'll put a song on here. And it will play, and then you'll hear the normal normal ending of the podcast. I'll see you guys next week.
listening to the where is it now geocaching podcast please subscribe rate us five stars in your reviews and tell your friends about the podcast now be good lads and lassies and go and find a geocache